this week on the Rail Splitter podcast, it is our 100th episode, and we are going to be talking about our road trip to Springfield as well as just reflecting back on our first 99 episodes. Welcome to the Rail Splitter Podcast, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. We are at episode 100 already. Um, and joining me today is Rail Splitter Jeremy. Hey, happy 100th episode, Rail Splitter Nation. And Rail Splitter Nick. What up, Rail Split Nash? For all the people listening to us as you polish your boots. Do people still do that? I'm sure they Those do. Are boots, apparently. <laughs> yep. Period peace boots, specifically. Maybe some of the people we bumped into last night. Listen, we are actually recording this in Springfield, Illinois, where we have been since uh, Friday. And it is my first time in Springfield, and I love it so far. And we've seen lots of different Lincoln sites. Um, it's really great to be here recording the 100th, 100th episode in the town that Lincoln called home for many, many years. Um, so this episode, we're just going to talk about um, our, what we've done in our time here, what we thought so far, and then just reflect back a little on our first 99 episodes. We're actually all in person. Yes, we are. It's our first time Not ever. looking through screens at each other, yep. looking at each other. Yep. And it's our first time ever meeting in person. What were your first thoughts when you saw me, Jeremy? Boy, <laughs> uh, oh, we knew really each other before. I <laughs> Was I taller than you thought? Fatter than you thought? You know what? Jer, who's our producer, Jer A, a lot taller than I thought. Yeah, he's six one. Yeah. I did not. We, we were almost, we're halfway there to the, a third there to the long nine <laughs> in this room. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're a third. We're a yeah, long three so far, I suppose. For sure. This is weird not hearing anything in my headphones, just for I the know. record. Yeah, it is. It's really, we've never recorded in this type of space before, but it's nice. It's great. To we have a live audience, too. Yes, we do. We yes. have a faithful listener here with us listening live. Yeah, Jen. Um, yeah. She's waving Jen. at us. Welcome, Jen. Um, so it, being in Springfield, it's uh, awesome, as we kind of talked about, but like we're steps away in, in an Airbnb from the old state capitol where the House Divided speech happened, a few more steps away from the Lincoln Museum and the Lincoln Home, so all kinds of energy kind of around this yeah. area, which is super cool, and I enjoy a lot, and uh, that's kind of part of the fun of being in Springfield is, you know, this is definitely a kind of gentrified, maybe rehabbed space, but it's in a building that very well could have been here. Mm-hmm in the 1840s and 1850s when Abraham Lincoln walked on these very streets. Um, so I do get a little sentimental about that. I'm not going to lie. I kind of get into that uh, feeling. And um, just in this building alone, there's like four historical Lincoln for Lincoln signs like posted on the actual building. Um, so that's another kind of little fun thing about Springfield. You can just walk around and read those. And um, they're all pretty fascinating, even if it's kind of mundane. But, you know, we're Lincoln nerds and Lincoln enthusiasts. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I have to say, my first impressions are it's a very different atmosphere than what I get when I'm, you know, in Gettysburg or Chattanooga, which are, you know, places where battles took place. This is very much, you know, 
Lincoln was here and that it's a very powerful and just, it's been a bit emotional for me being here, like, but happy, like that I'm finally here after 31 years of studying him and having him in my life. And the first place that I saw connected to him when, when Jerry and I arrived on Friday was the Lincoln home. And I decided to do a Facebook live as I was walking up to the home. I hadn't even seen it at that point. And when I saw the home, I started crying on my Facebook live and um, I was a little bit embarrassed at first, but then I thought, nah, don't be, this is your first time seeing it. And for me to see that home was, uh, was a very powerful experience and touring it yesterday was just to be where he was. And I know we talked about this after the tour, but to touch that handrail that he touched was like that was powerful yeah i i agree the, the lincoln home specifically there are like individual elements that jump out for me mm-hmm. uh the nameplate for some reason i don't know why but that i just think partly because you don't have to go on the tour you can just walk through there at any time day or night and it's lit up nicely at night but the nameplate that says a lincoln and um i don't think it's the same one but it's certainly that style and it's obviously his door and his home and then of course the handrail because that is Mm-hmm. the same handrail and to touch something that he touched um especially you know it's made of wood and there's just kind of like the just the, kind of the i don't know it's i definitely feel that kind of energy yeah um are you saying there. that because most handrails aren't made of wood no just because it's like not i don't know <laughs> it just feels like because it's i don't know it used to be alive i don't know it just feels a little bit more like it was once part of a tree it was yeah i know what yeah, i know what it is um <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, I don't know why. It's, I just, I, yeah, I agree though. The handrail is, and there's some stuff in the home that, that you know, it's there, there's 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 few items that are original to the mm-hmm. Lincolns, and they've done a great job restoring it. And you get a feel for the the wallpaper and the beds and the, you know, their style of life and what a sitting room is and, and the receiving room and all that stuff. And that's super cool. I'm not downplaying that, but as far as like that emotional connection, it's like the individual items, especially his desk and the handrail and. Yeah, stuff like that um, to me um, is pretty pretty moving, um, and then just kind of walking around is pretty cool too. Yeah, that that wallpaper was trippy. <laughs> I like it. I need to get some of that in my house. I don't think Kira will let you do that. Kira likes it. I think <laughs> it looks weird. Like when you're standing in the doorway. Like for me, I was almost getting dizzy because the it's the same that same wallpaper, and it's kind of the long part of the the home, and it it just looks weird, and it looks like one of those like magic eye designs or something and yeah it was kind of messing with me a little bit that with the blue carpet i was like what were they thinking in the victorian era with Mm -hmm. with design like but it's worth checking out even if you're not a lincoln enthusiast because like you see these sepia toned photographs Mm -hmm. that look very drab and you know everybody's so serious all the time and then you see their house and it's like bursting with color on the floors and on the walls and you know the home is that kind of orangish kind of unique color and you know, I think it kind of helps paint a picture of, you know, life a little bit more. You think of this kind of like olden times, you know, um, yeah. kind of drab existence or whatever. And it's, it was very vibrant. You know, the, new, the, the wallpaper is a lot louder than anything I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, in contemporary times. So, Yeah, and just that area where the home is, is like, you know, no cars drive in that area at all. And the, the street is like gravel and there's kind of a boardwalk to to walk along so they've taken it back you do feel like you are immersed more in what it would have been like in lincoln's time Mm -hmm. 
and that helps too with um, like just how amazing it is to be there. That that is probably close to what it looked like when he was there. Yeah, and they've done a nice job because the parking lot is accessible, the visitor center is accessible, and it's close, but they it's just enough removed where you kind of get you know it's fairly busy streets for Springfield are block just a block away but they've they've closed it off enough where you kind of feel you can get a little bit of a feel for Mm -hmm. for what it was like and you know then of course you can walk from his home to his law office which is right by the museum and do all that kind of stuff so yeah uh, i I agree lincoln home is is definitely a a moving experience um and the tour you know the tour is nice it's good but i think just the being there is the thing yep yeah just to be able to see that um is really powerful and the other powerful place um, on this trip for me has been visiting his tomb and that was very like I would say it's in my top 10 of Lincoln things that I've done and just my top 10 of things that I've done in my life and as I was you know outside the tomb I was reflecting on like wow you know been into this guy since I was six years old and finally you know at 37 years old I finally made it and I get to see him and I love the way, you know, that how you walk through the tomb and you eventually get to where he is. And I remember getting to where he was and stopping and thinking, okay, I'm about to go into a place where I'm as physically close as I'm ever going to get to Abraham Lincoln. And as I stood there, like, I did feel emotional. And, um, but I also thought, like, I started reflecting on all the positives that he's brought to my life. And that here I am about, you know, about to record episode 100. And this is one of those positive things is this podcast and um, like meeting you like Nick and Jeremy through the podcast and developing like a friendship there um, and just being able to meet my friend Jen as well. Like um, and just everything that he's brought to my life and just what an amazing person he was and that how in that way his spirit is still with us. Yeah, I agree. And and just as far as like Springfield tourism goes, I you know, I was thinking when you're talking about visiting battlefields how like there's an element of you know, you're you're interested because we're, you know, into the history and you know, and very important things happen there, but there's always that kind of feeling like thousands, tens of thousands of people died here, mm-hmm. you know, and that's needs to be noted and of course there's like that there's an air of that, yeah. you know, when you're visiting battlefields, it's like you kind of get that excited energy from it as a history nerd. But then at the same time, you're like, yeah, but man, this, you know, this field was soaked in blood and, you know, people's sons and, and daughters and, you know, husbands and everything were dying, you know. Um, but here in Springfield, you know, you, you get that kind of energy and, it, you know, it's much happier yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, other than Eddie, of course, and things like that. But the way that the, the tomb is set up, it's, close it's very accessible you don't have to really you know it's a couple miles away but it's offset enough from the other lincoln sites where it's you know you can kind of have that time to reflect and and make it over there um and it's just so nicely done it's just like Mm -hmm. the way that you know you don't just see a slab of marble even if it's nice even if you know even if it was like a really nicely done like it's it's you see the obelisk and then you and you still get to go in and then you then you can see his resting place and i just think it's it's unique because um, like i've seen where jefferson is in washington and um a few others and you know it's you just kind of look at a block of marble yeah at mount vernon or at monticello and 
not to say that, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> it deserves respect. I'm not saying that, but like the way that Lincoln is, is I think it, it allows for a lot more reverence and reflection. Um, and it's a place where you can kind of just be for a while. I like to kind of see how other people react. And, you know, of course, sometimes you get people in there who you're like, perhaps you should stop talking <laughs> yeah, for at least a second or two since we're in, you know, this place. But, but yeah, I love going there because, you know, it's very emotional, very moving for me as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, it is a little strange cause they got the, you know, the famous rub the nose. Yes. Statue, <laughs> yeah, which is which like, I, good I did, luck. I, it's good luck. And then I, you kind of have to switch gears into your reflection and, yeah. and reverence and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. So did you, and I wasn't in town yet when, when the rest of the crew went to the tomb. So did you all go around to the back, like down the hill? to like where the door thing is behind it did we so if you go down the hill behind it you can see because because he was interred there for walks obviously they hadn't built you know the obelisk and everything so um he was interred there at the bottom of the hill so and speaking of our previous episodes there's a great episode about the attempted theft of lincoln's body attempted thefts actually so um, but yeah, it's it's a really uh, really cool place to be. So and, and Jerry actually raised a really good point when we were there. He said, "Imagine how many like famous people have come here." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "We stood where Obama probably stood," mm-hmm. and that made it even more powerful for me too. That you know how many people have paid their respects mm-hmm. to Lincoln. Well, yeah, and not only were they there, but they were doing the same thing that we're doing. You know, so it's like. You can go to the White House and, of course, everybody who lived there. But, like, I'm a tourist, you know. But when you go to Lincoln Tomb, like, there's a photo of Harry Truman there. There's a photo of John Kennedy there, Barack Obama. And they were doing exactly what we're doing, which is, you know, paying their respects. Yeah. So, like, that, you kind of feel a little bit of a connection there. More so than just, like, we're walking where they walked, you know, or we're walking where Lincoln walked. So I, I, I do like that. And I really like those photos. You know, I try to, you know, I always like retweet them or whatever when yeah. I see them come across. So, um, tomb, tomb's nice <sighs> to, me, <laughs> to me. Springfield's about though, like human Lincoln. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. cool. Like the town and stuff. Cause you go to DC, it's kind of like almost like this mythical Lincoln, especially when you go to the Lincoln, you know, Memorial mm-hmm. and how that's built and dominates kind of the, the mall there. And just the way, you know, we think of Lincoln in politics, but, you know, Lincoln is a human, and a lot of his uh, human spirit is here in Springfield. So to me, that's the better part. It's nice to give respect, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that aspect. But, like, Springfield's more of a remembering Lincoln, just like of all just the little stories of him, you know, helping animals out with the kids, walking, you know, just all, you know, thinking about human Lincoln, where a lot of what made him so great was developed on these streets here. And that's the magical part about Springfield for me. So I kind of like, like you got the nose there. Like, it's not all just like, you got to be depressed and sad. No, you know, you got the nose out there. People go there, they respect it, you know, get photo ops there. Um, the tomb and all that, don't get me wrong. It's great. and, And it's nice to go through there and everything. But to me, the magical part of Springfield is it's human Lincoln. Um, it's just not this mythical creature here. You know, Lincoln made mistakes here. Um, he did a lot of great things and just a lot of little random stuff that built his character. Um, and you get that. And then you talk to some of these rangers and 
like we got a chance to sit with a lot of people, a lot of Lincoln scholars yesterday mm-hmm. who had a lot of unique and different stories that you don't get on a tour of the Lincoln House, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So that really kind of makes it more human, um, which is important to understand, I think. So that's to me yep. the magical. So not to be a downer on the tomb. No, 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 I think it's a point well taken. And there's all kinds of different Lincoln in Springfield, and some of it's, which was you know, and, and if we switch gears a little bit to talk about our visit last night, I really um, enjoy because we were with some pretty heavy hitters in the Lincoln community as far as historians go. Dr. Stacy was there, and Dr. Cornelius was there. You know, Dr. Stacy's a leading scholar on Mary Lincoln, and of course, Dr. Cornelius worked as the, you know, in a a very important position at the library and museum for a long time. We were also there with someone who was the head of the library for many years. Um, And like, and I don't know if it's Lincoln history or just maybe historians in general who are kind of getting a raw deal, but like, you would think, you know, I think sometimes they get this reputation, like they're going to be a highbrow and, you know, like, um, but we all walked over and watched a Lincoln presenter uh, do the farewell address to Springfield and, you know, um, of course, you know, you know, everybody kind of had a different take on it, but like they were very supportive of the whole idea of like this being Springfield and there's some kind of kitschy Lincoln stuff mm-hmm. and there's caricatures and portrayals and impersonations and present, you know, presentations. Um, but it was like the conversations that we had about Lincoln and history were very, uh, real and, um, you know, interesting and, and, and it wasn't like this, you know, since we're not historians by training, like we were, we were definitely still part of the club, I think, and everybody would be welcome to be, which I thought was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we were, you know, you know, you always think if if you were like a Lincoln scholar or one of the preeminent Lincoln scholars, like, do you do the Lincoln tourism? Is that? And they're all like, oh, you need to go to the museum; it's great, which is which is really nice to hear because you know they're probably like you know. Sometimes people think like, well, if you're not reading the Lincoln papers or, you know, if you're not reading solely primary sources or, you know, they're very, I think they were very, um, in a very pleasant way, accepting and, and encouraging of like, just consumed Springfield, you know, so yeah. was, I really liked that. Well, I think they approached, I think we were talking, guys, me and Jerry were talking about the museum yesterday. Part of what makes the museum great that you're going to find out here today is that it's accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I think everybody yesterday, you know, um, that was there, the scholars, they understand that you need to make Lincoln accessible for all levels. Mm-hmm. And they understand the importance of, you know, working for the Lincoln papers, documenting that stuff. But they also understand the importance of living history and the role that reenactors play and how that's important and what role they can do that. Um, so they get the different aspects of making history, and most importantly, accessible. Um, I know Dr. Stacy. we were talking, Dr. Stacy McDermott about that, this accessibility of stuff, mm-hmm. making history fun. You know, what makes history great is the human element to it. It's just not memorizing dates and stuff. Um, I mean, that's just fun for a trivia episode, yep. which you go back to episode mm-hmm. number 98, um, <laughs> see how you do. But anyways, um, and I think they get that. They understand mm-hmm. the importance of Springfield, what was been done, um, and the different roles everybody plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or just understanding like there are different. There's not one way to do history. Obviously, there's, and we're you know we try to encourage in our students. You want to be discerning and you know um, critical sometimes, and be able to connect the dots to current times and all that. But you can also just have fun with it, which Springfield is very much about that. Like, come here and have fun. You don't need to get into a debate about enslavement or what Lincoln said at, at this debate versus what he said at that debate versus what he actually, you know, that stuff, there, there, there's an audience for that. You can have those conversations probably with folks around here 
if you wanted to, but it's also very much like just chill and have some fun and, yeah. you know, walk where Lincoln walked and like see all the cool stuff. And there's murals all over the place and historical markers all over the place. And it's just laid back and fun, you know, and you get to see little kids seeing it and, you know, older people and, you know, it's just, it's cool in, in, in that, in, in that way. I think it's just very cool to do. The importance of Lincoln lunacy in it all. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. I don't know if it was her talking, but I remember in one episode or we talking to somebody well, here I go again, not remembering names. Um, but they were talking about, like, they worked all day, and it was people from the museum, or like, and they went and saw Lincoln Vampires. It was Dr. Stacy, I think. So, yeah. like, yeah. they went out and did that, and just like, hey, let's see Lincoln from a different perspective. Um, I'm sure they left and thought it was, you know, not good. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates that movie, except for our producer over there. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, it... it they're very down to earth, very accepting. Everybody in Springfield, so mm-hmm. and they just want to share stories. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. the, that's what I've discovered about being in this field. The thing with doing what we do with the podcast, and then like on Twitter and just other things about social media, whether we're enthusiasts or amateur historians, the thing that I found, and this really hit home for me yesterday, was um, the acceptance. Mm-hmm doesn't matter if you're a scholar it doesn't matter if you're doing what we do there is this acceptance and i found that not just in studying lincoln but the civil war that Mm -hmm. this community is incredibly accepting no matter what your level of education your opinion is valued and they're willing to take in other points of view and i love that about it and Mm -hmm. that's what i love about the podcast too is you know all that we're able to do with it in bringing lincoln to people Mm -hmm. and we end up learning more about him as well and to be able to sit with Stacy yesterday and Dr. Cornelius and Pam Brown, who portrays Mary Lincoln, and just kick back. Ranger and, Rose. Yes, Ranger yeah. Rose oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jen, and just kick back and I'd say relax and not just talk about Lincoln, but just about other stuff as well. Um, and there was just this level of, wow, we're all on equal footing here with this. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, Springfield, what Nick said about the human aspect, that really, um, like when he said that, I was like, well, that's it right there. Like, yeah, the tomb was it's sad to be there. But at the same time, there's this positivity mm-hmm. that we're all here. We're all laughing. We're having we're we're drinking beers together and we're celebrating this man who is the reason we've all been able to come together and do this. And again, I think that gets back to like how much his spirit is here and still is among us today. Mm-hmm. And then if you hear that in the background, that's the Lincoln train coming out of the Lincoln yep. Depot. Everything in Springfield is named Lincoln, so um, the, the Lincoln this and the Lincoln that. No, I agree with what you're saying, though, about the historian thing. It's, it's kind of like if I were an educator, you know, if I see a parent teaching a, their, their child something, I'm going to be like, oh, that's, that's not education. I'm an educator, and you're not an educator. I'm, I've been trained. You know, of course you wouldn't say that. Like, that's still teaching. Um, but it's not well, as if well, we're like, it depends how they're doing it. I might stuff. <laughs> sure. Like, there, yeah, and of course there are elements that are like, oh, you know, actually, whatever, whatever. But, you know, um, we're not submitting papers to academic journals about Abraham Lincoln in, 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 you know, purporting to be historians. I mean, we probably could, but we're not, that's, we're not historians or I'm not a historian. So that would be very difficult for me to do. And of course, I think the folks who are historians would kind of be like, well, it's not exactly, <laughs> you know, you're not exactly doing it right, but that's because that's that's what professional historians would do but when they're not doing you know like it's just like you said it's very accepting and um 
And it was interesting too, because for a while there, there were you know a couple of different folks were talking about other historians and like, oh, did you hear about so and so was going to be working on the Jackson papers? Or they even someone even brought up the Fillmore papers, which I thought was pretty interesting. Somebody then was, they realized there were no Fillmore papers, <laughs> and it was like, oh shit, why am I even looking for this? Yeah, yeah they were, they needed somebody really talented to make that worth worth reading. Apparently, so um, but yeah, so you know, it's yeah, you know, it's like any other profession. You know, I'm, I'm sure that that it's probably fun to realize like that there are people out there who are interested in what they do. And of course, there would be no historians if there weren't people that would consume the work. Mm-hmm. You know, we read the books, we we read the papers, you know, the journals, and all that kind of stuff. And if we didn't, who would? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. I liked the acceptance um, of all levels, and I think that that happens. You know, the only thing that that I kind of catch myself not being really accepting is when people try to, to outlink in each other and mm-hmm. you know we always talk about people who try to outranger the rangers and you may see that in the museum where somebody will, will think that they can explain something to you yeah. and Mary you, you may experience it more than others because you know I think there's a, sometimes there's an element of privilege in there when people think they need to explain shit to people yeah, but. I, I do get the occasional and I hate to use this term mansplaining mm-hmm. and it's happened to me a couple times on Twitter where you know, somebody will be like mansplaining and it's like, well, they're like, oh, did you know this about so-and-so? And And I'm like, well, yeah, I've read a couple biographies about him. Yeah, I did know it. And I try and be like, I don't want to sound like arrogant back to them and say like, well, of course I know that. But I'm trying like, well, you know, I do study him and all that. And I witnessed it when I was at the Cyclorama at Gettysburg, um, which we like I went to this lecture about it and we got to see the cyclorama there was this one guy there that was clearly trying to out ranger Mm -hmm. the ranger and like I was just thinking oh my gosh stop you're trying to trip them up like what like what is your agenda with doing this like just listen to what they have to say if you have questions by all means ask them Mm -hmm. but don't you know good good for you good you know this good for you Let's just leave it. At I would that. think, shut up, douche. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right, but yeah, and and it's rare, and I don't want to like kind of be a be a downer or whatever. But like, that's the only time where I'm like, come on, just like let people be. You don't need yeah. to try to insert yourself and 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 get this. Look how much I know, kind of thing. And and that's one thing that the the most knowledgeable people that that I've come across and that we met last night with regard to Lincoln, never do that. They never do that, actually. Mm-hmm. Or the, well, did you know? It's all just just like they accept you for the level of knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, it would, I believe I feel it should be assumed that their level of knowledge is what, what it is as well, like, which is very, very high, of course. But there's no sort of like, oh, you didn't know that? Oh, I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> you know, it's just cool. You just have a conversation and, you know, yeah. and, and they can bring up things that you don't know without it being like, didn't you read the blah 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 and the blah 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 or so and so's take on you know? So anyway, I the the, the this podcast exposing me and, and us to historians has been one of the gifts for sure. Yes, I think the best part about the conversation yesterday was it wasn't all just a bunch of white old dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's a weakness in the Lincoln field for sure. There's not enough diversity, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing to think how many books have been written by Lincoln. But still, how we're missing some very important perspectives, and they don't get the credit in the field. And I think we want to talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of just going back to your mansplaining mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's just like I don't know, man. Yeah. Some men just like 
it's like you're stepping on her dick or something. Yeah, pissed. it's like that's a quote from Aaron. Uh, who we interviewed, so I love that quote. It was in my head, and I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> sorry, that's what sorry sh- parents, if you're listening to this with your children. <laughs> that's what they feel, I think, and then they got to come mm-hmm. back at you. Yeah, you agree? yeah, no, that that's that's it. It's like it's that's not a swear. First of all, it's a I know. Yeah, man. So I'm a, I'm a supporter of the First Amendment, man. You do you. <laughs> you do you, Nick. Uh, but no, it, it it is the whole the mansplaining thing, and it, you know sometimes I have to wonder. It's like, are you just going after me because i'm a female mm-hmm. probably and i'm younger than you and uh, what i can say it, is it's never happened to me so and i've yeah. seen it happen a lot and it's always and i've never seen anyone but a white male do it yeah there's <laughs> some that are there i mean there's been a couple i've encountered that are clearly quite threatened by females in the field of history especially studying the civil war, because I think they still see it as something that is like, Oh, men need to study the battles or whatever. But you know, well, Dr. Stacy McDermott brought it up yesterday. Yeah. I mean, we won't use any names, but I mean, some of the stories she shared of just a blatant disrespect mm-hmm. in a group of individuals for somebody who, you know, with her background and knowledge and the work that she's done, yeah, over there is just mind-boggling to me. So yeah, yeah, and I do think there's an entire, at least an entire episode here. Yeah, yeah, because you know, even the way we're talking now, like with the work that she's done, and like, why do we have to cite somebody's resume? Nobody does that for Ronald White or for any other Lincoln scholar. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, um, we're Get spinning off the, the rails. We're spinning off the rails in our super special 100th episode. Yeah. So are we supposed to like share memories from the episode now? Well, one thing I was thinking, if you know, for changing gears there, sorry to cut you off there, but um, just to just I was just thinking this might be interesting to point out. So June eighth of two thousand seventeen was when the inaugural, which was the first episode, came out, and we recorded it that evening in my kitchen. Um, so yeah, I guess it's been just just two years and two months about to get us to a hundred episodes, which is. Which is cool. So yeah. So that's uh, if you're looking for the, you know, our uh, our February twelfth, eighteen oh nine was uh, June eighth, twenty seventeen, and then the my primary concern was having enough beers when starting that episode. Yes. Oh yeah. How oh, oh how things have changed. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the other big episode was number ten, I think. Right. Yeah, number 10 was the first episode that Mary joined us. Um, so those are, I think, the two. And that was August 10th, yep. 2017. It's my birthday. Yeah, yep. that was when the episode dropped. I think we yep. might have recorded it on like Yeah, we seven. recorded a couple nights before. Um, and then episode 11, I think Nick and I had already recorded before we did that. Mm-hmm. and that, So that went on on the 17th. And then I think it's been the three of us. And then I took my little hiatus, but it's been the three of us ever since. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking back through our feed, that was um, it's it's been quick. I guess it doesn't feel like two years. No, it doesn't. Um, it's hard. It, it seems like just yesterday that, like I remember, I was away for the weekend, um, and I got it was up early in the morning. I checked my email and I had this email from you, mm-hmm. and you were asking me to join the podcast, and I literally did a happy dance <laughs> i was like i can't believe this is happening that right now for Facebook no you don't Live. need to see it no i can't dance i don't think you did a happy dance <laughs> i did i did and then i messaged true, i true i'm looking at jerry right now i i think i called jerry and said they asked me to join 
And I said, I think I'm going to do it because this is like that. It was like when I found out you had the podcast, mm-hmm. I started listening. I'm like, oh, my God, I've wanted something like this for a while in the Lincoln field. And it's so um, it was just like listening to two friends talk about mm-hmm. Lincoln while having some beers. And that's what I loved about it. And uh, so I just want to say thank you for asking me to join. Oh, <laughs> it was it, it worked out well. It was, it was a good choice. And you overshadow us ever since. Yeah. Just for the record, <laughs> we're walking down the street yesterday to Lincoln's home. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, hey, rail splitters. It's, hey, Mary. And then, first of all, I don't understand that because I'm everybody's favorite rail splitter. <laughs> and then it's Mary. Mary. Hey, this is it Mary. Really, Mary. It really it was. was a, She's a rock star, so we're just riding her coattails. Yeah, I had my rail splitter T-shirt on, and I still, still it still was yeah. like, oh hey, you must be the rail, one of the rail splitters. Like, yeah. nope, it was all about Mary. <laughs> so, and, and I get my beard tugged. That's it. That was no, pretty awesome. No, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. That so was, shout out yeah. to Jeff there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he did yeah. touch my whiskers. Yeah, yeah that was that was like um, a, a ten minute or so, or maybe even five minutes from. We went from like talking with all these historians and just having this amazing conversation. And then we walked over to the Lincoln home and ran into Jeff. And then maybe two minutes later ran into Eric Mm -hmm. and it was like, I just felt surreal. I texted my wife like, this is so, this is so cool. We're just like meeting these people who are awesome. And, you know, um, and I kind of mentioned this a couple of times yesterday, like being a niche podcast, it's much less about the number of listeners because you know, we know the people who are listening want to listen to this podcast if we were a true crime podcast or a, or even a civil war podcast you know if i'm listening to a civil war podcast for the most part i could take it or leave it depending on which parts it, you know mm-hmm. like it would be really difficult to make like like this this is the show that i really like um but because we're so so hyper specific into one one person the people who find us want a podcast on abraham lincoln yeah. and the people who stay like the sh- this this specific show so like and our, our listenership has grown mm-hmm. far beyond what I ever thought it would, and I'm you know super happy. Yeah, we thought of that perhaps <laughs> something like not that. quite that many, but a like million. but like I was saying, like the, the the folks who who do listen are Lincoln people. Um, so to to meet all of you know Jen and Jeff and uh, Eric and and um, other folks who we've had on the show and to talk about the show, it's just been so so encouraging. Um, but yeah, that like kind of thirty second. Between I, I'm, this time keeps getting shorter and shorter, but um, between Jeff grabbing the beard and then seeing Eric, and we had just left this conversation, which was awesome. It was just really, really cool. So yeah, it was a very cool experience yesterday, and um, like just being part of it, and to see how we've also grown as a show too. Mm-hmm. That we've started adding in, you know, episodes related to the civil war. Mm-hmm. And I think that has helped our listenership grow as well, you know, mm-hmm. to talk about the specific battles. Um, because I feel you can't study Abraham Lincoln and not study the civil war, just like you can't study the civil war and not have Lincoln in that too. Cause they're so intertwined, mm-hmm. but also to look at Lincoln's early, you know, life as well. And I know we're going to do some episodes about, you know, we want to do one about the long nine, look at him more as a lawyer, um, his time in the legislature, um, just to, to cover those as well. Um, I really think we, you know, we've got a good groove going Mm -hmm. with it and we've got a really good balance of between still talking about Lincoln, still doing our fun episodes Mm -hmm. and covering the civil war aspect of it as well. And it's really like, I think that's what, like makes it 
for our listeners why they enjoy it so much is just that variety that we have too yeah yeah for sure we got 100 down 400 more to go yeah and then i'm retiring are you i'm out at 500 you heard it here first in 20 whenever how many years would that be depends on how how weekly we are yep (laughs) um no now i gotta stay committed to that you do yeah. Dude, we had dinner with Mary Lincoln last night. That was pretty cool. It was pretty. It she was, had a drink yeah. with us. That was she that was swore. Really cool. She did she, a lot. Yeah, yeah. She, did she did swear quite a <laughs> yeah. lot. It was awesome. Yeah, and was cool. she she was smiling too. Yeah, yeah. It was it which was Mary Lincoln fun. did just for the record. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, and I kicked the shit out of a horseshoe. <laughs> yes, the Springfield signature dish. Tell of a our listeners what a horseshoe is. Dude, a horseshoe is. Uh, two beef patties, some bread underneath those beef patties with cheese underneath each item, and then on the very top, fries. And you just get the fork, you just shovel it all in your mouth. <laughs> and I shoveled it in my mouth, and I had a food hangover today. Yes. <laughs> um, a legit food hangover. But it was awesome. It's a, You can only get them in Springfield. Like, literally, the Sp- Barry Lincoln can go to Steak and Shake and get a horseshoe here. You can't do that in any other Steak and Shake. No. No, no. So that's, like, how big of an item it is down here. It might stretch, like, Peoria or, like, you know, like, Central Illinois, but it's, yeah, the horseshoe is a very, it's a Springfield thing. Mm. Now I'm the only one who did it. I just want to throw that. The only rail splitter who had the courage to tackle a horseshoe. And then Jerry said he might get one today, and then then he's not allowed. He had his opportunity last night. He chose not to do it. Abraham I think Lincoln he got died like for some he, rap or something. This this whole town is so. about this whole town is about freedom. Jerry yeah. can order a horseshoe if Jerry wants to order a horseshoe. And then, whoa, but whoa, whoa, whoa. then Nick, Nick's going to judge him harshly because we're not yeah. playing by Nick's rules. <laughs> he could do whatever he wants, but I'll judge harshly. He had a lettuce wrap <laughs> yesterday, I think, with just lettuce Man. wrapped inside lettuce. Wait, no, that's what boys. What is that? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say. Boys was actually in the grass eating yeah. the clippings. <laughs> good, good. So anyway, looking back at our ninety-nine episodes and what this has meant to us. No, um, but uh, yeah, Man, this is how it started. I feel like yeah, it about Me a, it, it, giving it, you a hard time. Yes. You getting angry at about episode one. We decided a trope would be to go completely off the rails all the time into these crazy tangents, and uh, hopefully our listeners are okay with it. Well, I have no Lincoln Isles to bring, so I just bring <laughs> We wouldn't be the Rail Splitter podcast if we didn't do that. That's true. I think if we suddenly all became super organized, mm-hmm. it would be weird. Right, I got an organizational <laughs> question that will get us back on track. Mary, your favorite episode now? My film... Oh, my God. I knew she panicked. That's why I did this. Yep. Boys, you got a favorite episode? Well, um, I, I was... Last night we were talking about different episodes, and I realized, like, I've forgotten about episodes. Like, you know, we've done 100, and I'm like, man, how do we get to 100? Um, it took us four episodes to do a wrestling-themed one with the 1860 Fatal 4-Way. That was fun. Um, the When we had uh, Jacopo Della Quercia on, that was our first guest ever. That was pretty cool. And that was followed by Dr. Cornelius. Then it was followed by uh, Ranger Rose. Then it was followed by Mary, who then became a host. Um, so I enjoyed those episodes. Ken Burns was fun, was super fun. Yeah. Um, that and music Ken, episode was Ken cool. Ken Burns in the title was helpful to our... Uh, yes, it yes. really was. It really was. <laughs> um, I did like the the... Music one, I thought that was kind of fun. The trivia one where we had Lee and AJ on, that was yep. cool. 
Um, then we had row back on with some Lincoln presenters. The AP Q and A. I'm just going through the list. So if you want to, if any of you want to jump doing. in, but like the AP Q and A when we had AP US history students from our school submit questions, I really liked that just because it um, was a little bit more interactive. Um, and then of course, yeah, jumping back a little bit, we treated our 16th episode like many podcasts treat their hundredth episode. Yeah, uh, and made kind of an epic uh, effort at that one, which I really enjoyed because we talked to some people from Rail Splitter Nation, which was was really cool. Um, I haven't gotten there on my little queue here, but when we did, uh, and I believe it was his 209th birthday, we did 209 things we love about Lincoln. Um, uh, that was, yeah. that was, uh, a chore that, that was like, not a chore. I mean, obviously there's lots of things we love about Lincoln, but like to, to get creative enough to list 200. Oh yeah. Like, that, that was, was that, that Google, when we started that Google doc around noon that day, we we're like all firing stuff into it. And then we started, you could tell we start to slow down mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, what else are we going to have for this? Um, I enjoyed doing, um, like the 1864 election. Mm-hmm. That was a two part episode that we did. Um, I really liked it when we had, uh, Stephen Harrigan on to talk about his book, um, a friend of Mr. Mm-hmm. Lincoln. Boothy Barn. Yes. He's oh yeah. Boothy yes. Barn. Yeah. Yes. That his was, episodes yes. about the, not just about the assassination, but then to bring him on to talk about the docudrama killing Lincoln, mm-hmm. just because it get it's got such a bad reputation out there because people think it's, you know, mm-hmm. connected to mm-hmm. uh, Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. and turns out it's not really connected to Bill O'Reilly. He'll be tied though after today, because later this afternoon we're going to be talking to Christian who will yeah. be his third episode. Wow. I think Boothy Barnes been three. Yeah. But yes. yeah, but it, was, yeah. it was, yeah. One, one kind of marathon recording, I think. For, yeah. And we divided it into three parts, which worked out really well. I really so. enjoyed that. And then, yeah, we need we got a ton coming up too. Well, we and that's thinking, yeah. Me and Mary were talking last night. We got probably three months of material yep. lined up, mm-hmm. yes, or we could, depending on how we go about it. Yeah. Oh, and um, we have two episodes called Springfield. <laughs> in episode forty-six, when we had David J. Kenton to talk about mm-hmm. his book, that was our yep. first Real Splitter book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funeral train. There was just. Lincoln's first inaugural. Mm-hmm. There's just it's it's hard to pick a favorite. Yep. Um, oh, I I actually one just came to mind the mic drop episode. Yep. Where we yeah, talked about those like the mic drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know there were um, the battle ones. I think are good. History traveling was a good episode um, because that's kind of just a little bit different, but still still pretty cool. And that mm-hmm. was you know there was a lot of good stuff. You know, while while I was taking a little break um but i did enjoy the history travels one um and then um yeah we're we the gettysburg was great and now we're kind of heading into the next 100 so that was one thing that i do want to mention about this trip is i feel like it's um injected some enthusiasm and creativity and ideas about content and and where the direction that the show can go in and have no fear you know we're talking about one person who uh one one human being who died fairly early, um, but there's obviously plenty of content that we can yeah still, I think still we, go we've with. got it, this has really sparked you know enthusiasm I think not just in me but in all of us mm-hmm. and to the the other thing that I've liked to see as part of the podcast is our Facebook community mm-hmm. how it has grown and just what an awesome group we have not just on there but also Twitter mm-hmm. as well and it's for the most part it has been such a positive place on that Facebook page to see 
people posting their pictures of Lincoln sites they visit or posting articles, um, as well the inside jokes, too, mm-hmm. that have come about, like Fillmore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my um, addiction to buying mugs, which, no, I have not yet bought one today, but fear not. Yeah. I will. Yeah, Jen Jen just pointed out means that I have to. <laughs> I like how you used a singular. You're going to buy like three of them. Of course I am. And then you'll have Lincoln for nice mood, Lincoln for medium mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Jerry sees me with my General Mead mug, he knows to stay the hell away. <laughs> no. That's a really good relationship advice. Like yeah. Mood indication through mugs. Ooh, she's got the General Mead out this morning. She's save, angry. That can save many relationships, I think, yeah. like... You know, you talk about nonverbal communication, and sometimes we don't pick up on that. If it's nonverbal but very explicit, that could really be helpful. I think yeah. we're onto something. Here. I don't have a McClellan mug yet, but that will be my mug for when I'm feeling slow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fear not. We are going to do an episode about McClellan at some point. We've just been kind of slow. Well, what do you feel like doing today? Oh, sorry. Didn't see your McClellan mug out. Yeah. We'll, we'll just not do anything. We'll, I we're think just going to hang out. That. Yeah. Keep talking about doing McClellan one, but then never <laughs> do it. Never do it. like... Posting this Thursday, McClellan episode, and then we just don't put it. We out. never. Put it. It's like Jimmy Kimmel when he used to do that. With Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We ran out of time for Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we're gonna be every episode. We'd be like, oh yeah, we got McClellan. Next week we're doing. Next we are in a perfect position for our McClellan episode. Yes. Like there is no reason for us not to put it out. And yeah. then we don't. We have it, it on paper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're looking. Yeah, we're looking at it. Everything looks perfect. Yeah. There's no chance that it could go wrong. Yeah. And then we just don't put it out. Yeah. Yeah, I say we literally type notes up for it. Yeah, never <laughs> but do. never do it. That's really what I want to do is like bust our ass, prepare like better than ever, and then just talk about how great it's going to be. Yeah, really just talk never about. do it. That's that's what I advocate for. Yep, that's what we're going to do with McClellan. And then when we do a Johnson episode, we'll just all get drunk. Yes. I'll, I'll go. I'll get off the wagon. Well, you get off the wagon. I'll get off the, the wagon. And they'd be like, oh, I was sick. (laughs) So, yeah, but uh, Facebook community is a great Mm -hmm. example. We're up to 379 members and counting. We get new ones, feels like, daily. On Twitter, we are... I I meant to check it earlier. Yeah, there's a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah, we are up to 1,030. Wow. We must have just crossed 1,000. We got a blue check yet? No. Horseshit. Yeah, how do you get a blue check? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out soon. Yeah. By being famous. Yep, exactly. Well, we already You're the famous famous. one. I'm not famous. (laughs) In the Civil War social media sphere. So. All right. Now what? Well, we got... um, 400 more episodes with Nick, and then however many more after that. So Yeah, and then Nick's retiring. And then we're going to bring Jen in as our... <laughs> yeah. 501. Yeah, yeah. 501 is where we introduce Jen. <laughs> She's taking over for Nick. Man, I'm going to swear like a mother on that last episode on mine. <laughs> Every other word. And then we're going to have to yeah. put the E on that puppy. Nick's last so. mother episode. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what we're going to call it. <laughs> Episode 500, you heard it here first. We'll probably record every, you know, record it live. Maybe we'll try to shoot for every 100 episodes. I'm going to get a gun and, and just shoot it in the air, too. I feel like that should be done. <laughs> All right, so once we get <laughs> like in, like, that. the 480s, the episodes might come slower and be farther apart. Yeah, because we we're trying to ourselves. avoid. <laughs> I feel like that's a good finale. Good American way to go off. Well, it took us two years, so this is going to be another eight years, 
yeah. at least before we get there. So yeah. right, we can we can plan and brace ourselves for it. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't be able to get an assault weapon for that shoot off. And it's hopefully, just hopefully gun, that'll but. be yeah. Hopefully by that time we'll have some common sense laws. Who yeah. knows? We had yeah, there you go. Comment on that, real split nation. So anyway, um, so before we conclude our 100th episode, is there anything that either of you would like to say? Were we? Well, I uh, I've enjoyed the ride. Um, I'm I'm glad that we're uh, we're still doing this, and I feel like a new life kind of has been injected in the show. Just being in Springfield, which I always do coming here, I just feel like Lincoln energy boost. Um, but I want to thank the both of you for being on this ride with with me, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I think we should uh, get something neat. We're going to the Lincoln Museum here now. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Um, yeah, so to 100 more. Yep. we got to come back every 100th episode now, don't we? <laughs> we do. Or at least do something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to thank you both. Um, and just have to say, like, meeting Nick and Jeremy in person, there was not awkward. It was like <laughs> we picked right up where we left off mm-hmm. when we had last recorded. And you two, I kind of, like, I started thinking, like, oh, they're like my real splitter brothers now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Um, to it's grown into a really good friendship that Mm -hmm. i value and to be able to get together with the two of you and just hang out and talk about lincoln is really it's like a therapy thing for me i think it's it's that time that i have that i know like i'm talking about something that i love with Mm -hmm. people that love it just as equally Mm -hmm. um shout out to jerry for all the sound work that he does we really appreciate you and and what you do and finally, shouts out to all of our listeners. You guys rock. You are why we are here. And we appreciate all that you bring to the show for us. So thank you. And then the ones who trek down here, like Jen and Eric and Jeff, um, and maybe a few others we maybe haven't seen yet yep. today. Mm-hmm. And yep. then Stacy. Uh, yeah, we're going to forget everybody now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stacy brought out a ton of people. Ranger Rose. Yes. Too, and so, yes, it's been awesome. So, yeah. Yep. to a hundred more yes to a hundred more um so that is our 100th episode thank you for listening and keep walking the world with malice toward none and with charity for all and we will see you all again soon